his mind. And here is your host, Gary Cachulio. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Everything Imaginable. I am your host, Gary Cacciolillo. Before we get started, I want to thank everybody for listening and also thank the contributors to my show, who are Candace Sanderson, author of The Reluctant Messenger, and Joseph Simkavi, author of How to Kiss the Universe, Ms. Aida, author, psychic, spellcaster, and root worker, and witch, and you can find her at MsAida.com, M-I-S-S-A-I-D-A.com, and this episode is being sponsored by Ginger Glasser, and you can find Ginger at TarotByGinger.com, and she is a tarot reader, eventual medium, and healer. And you can find her at tarotbyginger.com, and I highly recommend her if you're looking to get some advice to make major decisions or just want to find out for fun, tarotbyginger.com. And now, without further ado, our guest for today is Wahid Hassan, and he has been on a couple of times before, and we are going to talk about how extraterrestrials from Mars and Venus, or I don't know exactly where they're all from, or <clears throat> how we can use them, how they can help us, and we can work together. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Gary. Good to be on your show again. Yes, fantastic. Glad to have you here. So you just took a new role in a, in a new organization. Go on, tell me about that. Well, I've been with this organization now for over 45 years. Mm -hmm. I started, uh, I became a member when I was uh, back in 1977, when I was a young lad of 17. So I've been a member for over um, 45 years. But just recently, I became uh, an, an official representative for them for, this, for uh, the state of North Carolina. So I can... Uh, I can speak officially on their behalf uh, in regards to um, the teachings of the Ethereum Society. So I'm uh, very happy about that. I can now talk about, um, you know, things that um, your listeners, if they keep an open mind and if the public keep an open mind, uh, things that have just fascinated me for many, many years. And uh, uh, for somebody coming from... a uh, technical background and also from the entertainment industry i've been around i've seen a few things but things like the ethereal society is has always uh, grasped my attention and especially uh the founder and president of the ethereal society dr george king how did you get how did you find them and how did you get associated with them um, it was interesting i was in high school at the time and um, my my brother was actually a member and I remember um, going through uh, uh, some sh um, bookshelves looking for some homework stuff, and I came across um, one of the uh, books that they published. It was called The Twelve Blessings, and I read that, and uh, for some reason it just made a lot of sense to me. It was very logical. Um, I, it didn't, I didn't have any kind of like white light experience. I didn't mm -hmm. hear any celestial music. 
or I didn't just fall on the ground thinking this is the greatest thing that I, that's ever happened to my life. It just made a lot of sense. And and logically speaking, I thought, well, whoever this person is, this Dr. George King, either he's, he's um, a genius or he's the biggest fake that I've ever come across, so I need to investigate. And so I did. I, I went to, at the time, their um, headquarters was based in Fulham, London. And I took the, uh, you know, I took transportation. And I was 16 at the time. And uh, I went mm-hmm. there and uh, um, I, you know, I was, uh, I went to one of their services and I wasn't too impressed uh, with the service, um, and then they broke for lunch, and I, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, I don't really, didn't really impress me that much, and I'm probably going to go home now. And I was, I was across the street, and um, uh, something made me, something made me look up, and there on on one of the floors was was Dr. King, looking down at me, and you know, your intuition or your higher self kind of knows. And all of a sudden, I, I, I was struck in awe. I, I, I bowed down. I bowed my head in awe that uh, I was in presence of something that, first of all, I didn't understand, but I knew it was great. And I bowed my head, and as I crossed the street, I gave him a blessing. So instantly, part of me recognized, uh, you know, that he was some, somebody that was a great being. And... You know, I, it's something that is personal to me. And I'm, I'm sure people, I'm sure people you've met sometimes, you're struck, struck with them. There's something about mm, them, absolutely. uh, that you've, you haven't met them at all before. And, but you feel there's something about them. And that's, that, well, that was my first encounter, uh, with the, with, with the master. And I just knew that, uh, he, he was, uh, a great being. And I, and, the following year, I, I became a member and uh, started following him. So, so what does that entail? Becoming a member and following, you know, his teachings, and what are his teachings? Well, that's that's what comes uh, to mind when we're talking about Mars and Venus speaking to Earth. Um, you know, the, the problem with with our our race right now is for centuries we've been molded into the norm. For centuries, um, we've been molded into thinking, uh, you know, what, what we've been told is reality. And especially, I think in these days, I think what, you know, what is truth is, is kind of looked down upon as lies and what is lies is kind of looked upon as truth. And, and I think over the centuries, we've been molded by forces, uh, that haven't had our best interests at heart, mm-hmm. and uh, they're more interested in, in profit and greed and controlling the masses. And in regards to UFOs and life on other planets, I think there's definitely uh, a red tape. There's uh, there's there's behind the scenes. They don't want people to know uh, that there are, first of all, beings who are not only millions of years technically advanced, but also millions of years spiritually advanced. There are amongst us at this time. They're not openly with us, but they have emissaries. And I believe that Dr. King was an emissary of these higher beings um, prior to having contact with them. 
And these are not beings I'm talking about from other, uh, you know, outside of the solar system. Mm-hmm. We're talking about beings that live and inhabit uh, the higher dimensions of these planets. Uh, people are not even aware, first of all, I mean, you know, there's the psychics and tarot card readers and everything who have sensitized themselves and they're aware of planes of existence on this earth. You know, uh, Dr. King, as a yogi master, was able to project, and he said there's like six levels above us and four levels below us. Mm-hmm. And when we die, we, we go to one of these levels, and then we reincarnate. And most people don't on the physical realm are not even aware of that. So this is just planet Earth. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, logically speaking, then it, of course it, it has to, you know, uh, we have to also assume logically that these other planets also have higher realms of existence. Mm-hmm. And and Dr. King did say that, you know, you could go to Mars tomorrow and you could be there for 200 years and not even know of the existence of these, of these higher civilizations because they're on a frequency that's higher than us. Now, they, they can actually materialize and come down to our physical level. I mean, there's reports of UFOs, you know, uh, just... Um, materializing and then dematerializing so they have the technology that can do that we can't Mm -hmm. and so in order to communicate with them uh dr king had to reach their level of 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 elevation they couldn't come down to us so prior to having that initial contact with these higher beings uh and, and he wrote a book in 1960 called you are responsible where he talked about his experiences of going to Mars and Venus and uh, going to the moon uh, and, and conversing with these uh, these intelligences. Now, prior to that, he was actually uh, after the war. He was he was um, uh, a section leader for the London Fire Brigade uh, during the Nazi Blitz uh, over over England. So he was a conscientious objector, but he wasn't a coward. Mm-hmm. He's a very brave individual. Who would go into burning buildings to rescue people and risk his life, and he did that during the war. And uh, actually, f- after the, later on in his years, he actually got um, the freedom to of, for, for the city of London for some of his um, the the bravery that he um, uh, he did during during the Nazi Blitz. And while he had also the terrible task of picking up bodies of little children and it really bothered him why this terrible suffering, you know. Mm-hmm. And after the war, he got a menial job. But in between the menial, he actually got a job as a taxi driver. And uh, while he wasn't working, now this is, again, you know, uh, this is a cr- criteria which I have to think about in regards to somebody who is in, in contact with high beings. He spent eight to nine hours a day in yoga practice, mantra, uh, yoga breathing, contemplation, meditation. And he did that for 10 years uh, to the point where he did achieve these higher states of, of being where he could raise uh, his consciousness, the Kundalini, up to higher centers above the solar plexus, up, up to the heart center and above and attain these higher meditative states uh, which is known as uh, yo- uh, yogic samadhi, mm-hmm. which is a positive state of uh, meditation. And when after he was 
he he received he, he was he was he advanced himself to a certain degree was when he was contacted and he was washing he said he was washing dishes on a in may of 1954 and out of the blue this voice in perfect english said to him prepare yourself you're to become the voice of interplanetary parliament now that just really shook him because he um didn't know anything about interplanetary parliament he didn't know anything about flying saucers he wasn't uh, into ufo's or anything like that at that time he was actually involved in uh in spiritual healing him and a group of people were doing research to try to help uh to to do spiritual healing to help um cure some malignant forms of cancer and that's what he was working on uh at that particular time and this this uh this voice came out of the blue and for a week it just it just shook him he he didn't know what this voice was he didn't understand you know what this prepare yourself business was and then after a week he did consultation with friends and family and nobody nobody knew anything about interplanetary parliament and so after a week he decided that he needed the answer to what this this uh, this this message this command was and so he he had a little uh, apartment in Maida Vale in uh, West London and so he decided to go into meditation and then find out what the answer was even if it meant you know that he's going to die to find out the answer this is the kind of determined individual he was so he went into he locked his doors and he went into a uh, deep meditation he was and as he was trying this deep meditation and uh, a yogi master uh walked through the door walked through the door mm-hmm. as he walked through the door the floors creaked and he sat down and uh and he materialized in front of him and and he you know the, the dr king has locked the door and everything and so he materialized and it was uh late, later uh, a son that this yogi master was actually swami uh, sivananda who was actually alive in india at that particular time mm-hmm. uh he didn't reveal Uh, at that time when he talked about his experience that it was swami vivekananda uh, i mean oh. S- uh, sivananda uh and swami sivananda if you see pictures of him he's bald he's kind of r- little robust um uh, but he was alive in india so he was sent as a uh, an emissary from these higher beings and w- and told uh, dr king that yeah about the message and that he was you know he, he said it's not for you to be you know Uh, to question whether you're chosen but you are chosen and then he said that you will receive a letter uh from a yoga school um in the next uh, uh week or so and then and then he said those practices um uh you you will do in order to attain a rapport with these higher beings and then sure enough after a week a letter came into the mail from a um uh from a yoga school uh, i think the swami at that time was swami nandi and and when he went to this yoga school for these uh, advanced uh breathing exercises they he asked him how how they found he found you know him and his address and they said well they just saw this piece of paper that was on the table and they decided to write to him hmm. so it was all 
it was all destiny. It was planned previously that he was going to be this contact. And so he diligently uh, did these advanced uh, yogic breathing exercises to the point where uh, he reached uh, this, uh, he was able to tune himself. And the way he did it was he would go into this deep somatic uh, yogic trance and then uh, um, focus on, say, the heart center. Mm-hmm. And then the higher beings would send telepathic beams uh, to the heart center, which he would translate um, through his uh, physical body. And being an Englishman, would come out as English. So he would he would slow down these telepathic uh, beams that were being sent from the higher beings. And so the first master that talked to him was a master that was named after the um the society and uh, by the name of Aetherius and uh so for the first time ever uh, um a being from and he was he was he said that he was from uh Venus in a body that was 3000 years old and there started the initial contact and the messages uh, of Dr King and the interplanetary masters wow so what is the uh what the what is in the messages? Like, what information that is in these messages that is so important um, for humanity? And why do they want us to receive these messages to begin with? Well, um, the timing was perfect because at that time, in the fifties, um, right after World War Two, the most one of the most horrific wars ever seen on this planet, um, mankind in his savagery again started the mad uh, race to atomic su- supremacy, especially mm-hmm. America and Russia. And it was known at that time that the um, the radiations uh, from these atomic uh, uh, blasts were actually going to uh, kill the Mother Earth. The Mother Earth, of course, we know is a living, breathing entity. And it was known that uh, the this was going to happen so the initial messages were uh, very urgent and they talked about the um, because this was um, this was um, the fourth time that our civilization had had gone back into the atomic uh, uh, into atomic science uh, we've destroyed a th- a three st- this mm-hmm. and it, and and again we, we you know those influences from uh, lower uh, beings who in, influence the scientists on on the physical realm and and this murder weapon was invented and again you know um, I mean we saw what happened at Hiroshima and Nagasaki which was like one of the probably the darkest uh, moments again in mankind's modern history where they would they would just they would kill over you know 200 300,000 people in one and the these th- those were just small atom bombs and then you know american russia started the hydrogen bombs which were like thousands of times more powerful so the messages coming through was um you need to stop this madness and so dr king not only uh, channel these messages, but the the cosmic beings also said that using their technology, they were absorbing a lot of the fallout. And it's very interesting to 
to note that a lot of scientists uh, today still don't understand why we were not, why we did not kill ourselves uh, with these atomic blasts. Uh, Russia exploded over a thousand atomic warheads, as did America, and and so they used their specialized craft to absorb a lot of this atomic uh, fallout, not only to save the Mother Earth but also to save humanity. So that was the first wave of transmissions that came in and um, and in his book um, you are responsible which people can get from Amazon uh, they talk about uh, the um, uh, the dangers of uh, radioactive strontium and radioactive iodine and um, so all that information uh, was given uh, one thing that um, really intrigued me at, at the t uh, at the time was um, um, back in, uh, I, I think it was um, around about 1960, uh, there was this uh, terrible atomic explosion in the Ural Mountains in, in Russia. And the, the cosmic beings at the time said that had they not intervened and absorbed that radiation over 18 million people would have been uh, killed from this atomic uh, uh, accident. Now, at that time, Russia totally denied that this uh, atomic accident occurred. Mm -hmm. And and uh, and Dr. King was, was the first person to be informed by these cosmic beings that it, it did occur. And it's very interesting to know that in 1976, one of the Russian scientists that defected to the West claimed, uh, backed up the claim that yes, indeed, there was an atomic explosion in the Ural Mountains. They could not control it, and uh, they, they, they were scared, and they didn't know uh, what to do with the fallout. So to me, that was one validation that Dr. King, first of all, was in contact with these beings, because, you know, he, this was, he said that before anybody else could have said that. That was one validation. Another validation, because, you know, I'm being a technical person, I, I look for proof. I look for, uh, I, uh, you know, I don't just take, I, I don't take anything just uh, on acceptance. Um, you know, and of course, your listeners, they have to keep an open mind and do their own research. So I'm not here to convert anybody. I'm just, I'm just talking about conclusions that I made. That, uh, that, that have made me follow uh, Dr. King and his organization, the Ethereum Society, for over uh, 45 years. And some of the transmissions that came through uh, in the 50s, uh, the master theorists and other beings, they would talk about uh, flying saucer sightings uh, that was going to occur. Now, listen to this, Gary. Three weeks before, and they would, they would, say, they would say, uh, flying saucer sightings over America, Australia, uh, Great Britain. And so th three weeks later, those, uh, sightings were validated. And you know, they had to stop that. You know why, Gary? Because they, they, the governments were scrambling, uh, fighter craft to try to intercept these, uh, flying saucers when, they, when, when they were told about. So they had to stop that. Not, not because, they were scared of the aircraft, but they said, uh, the, uh, you know, the magnetic, uh, 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 force screens around their craft could have, could have actually damaged 
some of these fighter craft because they, they're they're completely peaceful people. Their technology is so powerful that they were afraid that they could actually harm the fighter pilots. Mm. So they stopped giving those pr uh, predictions. And so again, for me, another validation, another proof based on a 16-year-old uh, on the Fulham Road bowing down to this individual who I've never met in my life, uh, just knowing that this man is, is something different. I've never done that to anybody else in my life. Um, I think uh, I've had training in my previous life. I, I'm fairly psychic. Probably studied clairvoyance and clair, you know, and and psychic abilities. And also, I was coming from a background uh, raised as a, an Orthodox Muslim, uh, going to mosque, uh, reading the Quran, and then being in in England. At the time, I went to Church of England schools where we we we, we were, the curriculum was hymns and carols and. Bible studies. So, you know, I came from background of Christian and, and, uh, and Muslim, uh, ideology. And, uh, to me, uh, I didn't really care for the dogma. I, I, I love the religions. I just didn't care for the dog, dogmatic teachings, mm -hmm. uh, that, uh, that these religions threw at me. And even at the age of 15, I, re I rejected them because part of me knew there was something better. And I didn't know what it was till I found the Ethereum Society. Fascinating. So, what is, you know, other than the worries about nuclear war and everything, what else do they want for humanity? And are we following what they want us to do, or are we going in the wrong direction? Um, they've been observing us for 18 million years. Um Actually, Dr. King and the, actually the Cosmic Masters re said that one of the greatest um, uh, UFO sighting that's ever occurred is in the Bible, and that's the Star of Bethlehem. Mm -hmm. it, well, were, it wasn't just a star; it was actually a, a spacecraft that hovered over the stable. So that's food for thought for your listeners. Um, we, you know, I, I, you know, through Dr. King, through the cosmic beings, have said that. Uh, great teachers like Jesus, Buddha, Krishna, they said that Jesus was from the higher realms of of uh, Venus, as was Buddha, mm -hmm. and Krishna was from the higher realms of Saturn. And these were special, and of course, we're talking about other masters like Lao Tse, I Ching, uh, Sankachara, and, you know, other great, uh, uh, great beings uh, that, that have graced us uh, in our modern history, which is about three, you know, 5,000 in the last 5,000 years. And these were beings from the higher uh, planetary systems that, that were, um, given to us to, to serve and to teach mankind, uh, the basic laws of spirituality, which we've diverted from basic laws like the law of karma, uh, reincarnation and basic things like thou shalt not kill and, you know, the hypocrisy of us, we're, we're regarded by these cosmic beings. And, and these are beings who have tremendous compassion. You know, they, 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 they care more about us than we care about ourselves. We're, they, we're a very barbaric, savage race, very selfish race that only indulge in our own pleasures and, and, and care about maybe our families or our countries. And that's about it. Mm -hmm. But they're trying to, throw out 
that we're not we're one human race or one entity and they, they talk to us as the human race and not different religions and races i mean those who are a part of reincarnation where we come and we go through different experiences as different races different sexes and different religions that's just part of our human experience but i think we've reached a crossroads uh, at this time uh, we're now in the age of aquarius the age of aquarius is pushing astrologically is pushing mankind into service cooperation and they've come at this time to inspire us and again uh there's two texts that i want to talk about that uh that were given uh the first text was um the 12 blessings which mm -hmm. was channeled uh through uh dr king uh being a channel for the master jesus who overshadowed him and it was interesting prior you know some of these experiences that dr king I mean, I had a, I had one experience with a UFO, which was very amazing. But some of these experiences that Dr. King had were, you know, just, first of all, I had to keep an open mind. But the thing that I liked about my master is that he said, if you want to, if you want to uh, follow truth, he says, then speak truth, no matter what. And truth cost him a lot of things a lot of money, a lot of popularity. He wasn't afraid to speak the truth. And he said, if you're going to, uh, you know, if you, if you, if you want to gain enlightenment, you have to speak the truth. And he always made, um, uh, a solemn vow before his God that whenever he got on the platform or, or he, he gave a sermon or a talk that he would speak the truth. And so, um, Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. And again, our minds and our consciousness cannot accept experiences which we believe seem to be out of this world, you know. Um, but he said, he said that you have to keep an open mind and you have to use your intuition. I believe our intuition, like the day I bowed before him, my intuition knew something. And so, Prior to the 12 blessings being uh, channeled through Dr. King, uh, he was directed to a, a, um, a small mountain in Devon, England, called Holston Down. And while he was there, he, um, he physically met uh, the Master Jesus. There was a, a, a spacecraft that hovered over where he was, and the Master Jesus actually materialized in front of him and what dr king was doing at that time was sending out power because there was a war i think it was in 1958 there was a war that was brewing in the lebanon and he said that the master jesus pointed this uh scepter of power or, or a wand at him and these tremendous energies went through him <clears throat> and the next day uh, that war fizzled out in a very mysterious manner and so he actually had a physical contact uh, with this being. And after that, uh, the 12 blessings were given. And uh, for 12 consecutive uh, Sundays uh, in 1958, uh, he received each of these blessings. Now, um, the 12 blessings was actually a power manipulation. It was designed actually to help uh, England, Scotland and Wales because of the atomic fallout. There was a tremendous amount of flooding that was occurring uh, in, in that area. And so um, 
not only was it not not only were their teachings, but actually a power manipulation to help stop these floodings. And what is the twelve blessings? The twelve blessings um, again were um, uh, are teachings that are designed where we can practice not only read them but also practice them uh, uh, and send out power to each blessing. Uh, the first blessing is for those who work for peace, and we send out power to the peacemakers, which is so, of course, you know, with the Ukraine war and all these hundreds of wars that are occurring around the world, um, this is a practice that we can, anybody, regardless of race, color, or creed, or religion, can use. And and he also introduced uh, the correct way to pray. Now, Orthodox religions, Mahatma Gandhi, who I believe was also an, uh, be, uh, an extraterrestrial being. He was mm. he was a, a man of peace, um, and I think the cosmic being said that Mahatma Gandhi was was an extraterrestrial individual. He said that prayer is the most one of the most powerful tools that man can use, and we don't know how to pray. Um, the other the orthodox religions, you know, there's certain rit- little rit- rituals, but prayer in itself is a science, and Dr. King was one of the first people to introduce the science of prayer where we actually are spiritual beings in physical bodies. We can actually, we're radionic, we're actually, we're we're a radionic machine that can attract magnetic energy and transmit it. And he said the psychic senses in our bodies, uh, seven major psychic senses, we have the psychic senses in the palms of the hand. And he he said that... uh, uh, that uh, correct prayer is is sent is first of all attracting this energy, and then sending now as a beam of light, which is very tangible. You can stand in front of a mirror, and you could send this energy out, and 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 it can be refl- reflected back. It's just the same as electricity, just on a different octave of of um, existence. And and what Dr. King was probably the first to introduce the science of prayer. It's, it's, it's a science where, you know, we can attract this energy and send it out. And why, why prayer at this time? Well, look, look at the Ukraine situation right now. I mean, you know, the Western side is sending like, what, billions of dollars of more murder weapons, uh, so that, you know, they can murder Russians and the Russians are trying to murder the Ukraines. I don't think that's going to bring any lasting peace. You know, and in rea- and if we were advanced enough, the Western uh, uh, countries would have co- told the masses to get up, send out this energy, and within three days, I believe the, the Ukraine-Russian war would fizzle out. You know, just like Dr. King uh, uh, did with with the Master Jesus on that mountain, tr- being a yogi adept, you know, he manipulated this energy, and a tremendous beam of energy was sent out. I don't expect the normal person to do to fizzle a war out, but if a million people got up and sent this energy out, I believe that uh, it would it would totally transmit transmit the war. War is a racket. War is designed for profit for the uh, arms dealers. Uh, they don't care which side wins or loses. Uh, it, they've been these wars have been designed over the centuries by people behind the scenes. Uh, that, that cause mass suffering, the energy from this suffering goes to the lower realms, and they want to keep mankind. And so he was, again, another spiritual pioneer who was, who was brave enough 
to say that uh, first of all, the the only energy crisis on this planet is a spiritual energy crisis. He said, if you solve these crises, he says, all other crises, both in your personal and even between countries, are going to be automatically uh, resolved. So the twelve blessings, I believe, was an extension of uh, the Master Jesus's Sermon on the Mount which includes a cosmic concept. And in this age of science, which has started off very badly with the atomic race, and, and the greatest minds on this, on this planet are, are, are interested in designing more murder weapons than they are designing uh, peaceful. Uh, I mean, of course, there's medical breakthroughs, but, but we are a warlike race, and, and, and most of our best brains uh, are designed uh, are working on ways to, in, you know, kill other people. And so the Twelve Blessings has a twofold purpose. First of all, by reading each blessing, the second blessing is to the, is we send power to the wise ones, to the uh, the masters that graced us before and the masters that, that are gracing us now. We send power to them. The third blessing um is for those who radiate this energy, who send out this love energy, uh, um, you know, uh, who, who understand this love energy. The fourth blessing is to the interplanetary cosmic beings. The fifth blessing is to uh, the nature spirits, uh, the divas. Uh, again, you know, um, indigenous man has known for centuries that all weather conditions are controlled by these nature spirits. And again, because of man's folly by sending out these thoughts of hatred and war and hate and jealousy and envy, you know, not only have they caused physical pollution, but we have also uh, mind pollution around the mind belt. And these nature spirits react to the energy that's sent out by the minds of the masses. And as a result, we have earthquakes and hurricanes and floods. These are all responsible. I mean, American Indians can do a metaphysical dance where they manipulate energy and they can cause a rain um, because they understand, you know, the, the natural laws of, of subtle energies gone to these nature spirits. And so uh, part of the fifth blessing is to send out energies uh, to those who give uh, love to the, um, uh, to the nature spirits uh, and, and, and by doing, by doing that, uh, causing more harmonious, um, conditions, uh, for the weather. The sixth blessing, uh, is sending out power to those who heal, the healers of the world, you know, the, the doctors, the, the nurses, the people out in the front, people who give spiritual healing. Uh, the seventh, the seventh blessing is to the Mother Earth, you know, giving thanks to the Mother Earth. As a being who, again, for countless centuries, you know, this is coming from cosmic sources. This is this is an introduction which people have not been aware of. Uh, you know, so people talk about, well, you know, who are these cosmic beings? What are their messages? Well, here's an here's a message, not only as a message but as, as a practice. And so, the seventh blessing we send to the Mother Earth who again for the last 18 million years has put up with us. Nobody, you know, has given, has asked permission before they, before they put in their disgusting oil derricks or, you know, wounded her, wounded her body. 
and so again this is a a balance to send to send power out to the mother earth as a token of appreciation for what she's done the eighth blessing is of course to the sun without the sun we would be lifeless we rely everything uh, uh everything on this planet is relying on the radiations that come from the sun the sun has been worshiped by the by ancient civilizations as a god it is a god it's a living breathing god uh the solar lords are living breathing entities and uh the master jesus wanted to introduce again a concept that you know that the terrestrial man has not understood he actually said that the the sun is actually the god of the bible it's the brahma of the hindu scripts he said it's the nearest thing closest thing that we can physically see uh, as a living breathing uh, entity and then the uh, uh the ninth blessing is to the lords of karma uh, people don't understand the the law of karma the action reaction is opposite and equal this should be the first thing that should be taught to the children in school before hygiene or math that they're that they that they're responsible for all their actions so you know jesus said 2000 years ago as you sow so shall you reap that's the basic divine law and people have have strayed from that from this divine law and so we we send um uh energy to the lords of karma who uh who are, we're told are greater than even the, the even the sun and then the uh 11th blessing is to the uh supreme lords of creation who created the universe and the last blessing is to the absolute which is god itself which is the universe so uh, those are the 12 blessings that we send out now why do the 12 blessings well there's it's a twofold first of all sending this power out and uh, and what dr king said that the continual use of the 12 blessings uh is that the energy that we send out by the law of karma we automatically uh comes back to us and so in this age of aquarius uh in this age of service uh there's no need to go into the into uh into the caves or into the ashrams and try to raise kundalini which can be very very dangerous this is a more balanced way of evolving ourselves and eventually uh by continual use of the 12 blessings over a number of lives uh it's been said it's been said by the cosmic beings that this will actually uh give us those meditative states which which is part of our heritage uh cosmic consciousness and ascension and this is the kind of teaching uh that is coming uh from the higher planets uh in 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 this solar system uh, and and this particular message uh this teaching came from the higher beings on venus hmm. it reminds me um of like tibetan buddhist meta type of practice sending out the energy for healing and love and things like that and um you know like the world definitely needs healing and i do think that if enough people get on board with sending out positive energy to whether it's to earth or other people or masters that's a, a good place to begin to, to start to do that 
Well, the Buddhist aspect of meditation is important. Um, I think meditation is important, but but here we're using prayer, mm-hmm. which is um, which is channeling the energy. Uh, meditation is going within and contacting the divine source. Um, but but the the practice of the twelve blessings is actually a, is is a prayer ritual mm-hmm. where we, we we raise the hands. And uh, at the end of the blessings, the, the Master Jesus has said some Christian prayers, Christian type prayers that we that we recite and and send out. So, um, you know, the the old Christian way of praying, you know, with the hands closed, and I mean, they borrowed this from the East anyway. Uh, this this is actually a, a mudra, where you know you come in front of a person, you bow, and what you're saying. Is I close off my energies from my palms of the hand and my heart center, and and I show you no malice, and you bow. This this is something that they borrowed. This is not the way to pray. The way to pray is actually open up the hands, and send the energy out. So orthodox religions have not been. Uh, first of all, speaking of reincarnation, uh, Doctor King said that um, I think it was uh, A.D. four. Four hundred, where they actually took the the teachings of reincarnation out of the Christian teachings. Yes, reincarnation was actually taught in the Christian, uh, and so what the cosmic masters are saying that uh, the truth of reincarnation has to be reintroduced back to the masses, and those who have hidden this, uh, the Vatican knows this, and those who have hidden this will be removed because. You know, these are the age where the truth is going to come out, oh, yeah. and there is going to be a transformation because we are eventually going to be head, heading towards a new age of peace and 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 and, and enlightenment. That that is our uh, destiny, right. and so because the Mother Earth herself is raising a vibration, so you know, um, it's it's important for people to understand that we have. A weapon of peace, which has not been used on mass, and and, and again, uh, somebody used to uh, study electronics and used to work on computer systems. I maintain that the science of radionics uh, has, has just been reintroduced uh, to Earth. Uh, elect- electricity, people know quite a bit about, but they don't know the the science of uh, subtle energies. And subtle energies again are on a higher frequency, but they're real. They're absolutely real, and uh, you know you can you can send a subtle thought of hate. We use in your mind, and you can actually do physical damage to another person. They do that in voodoo, voodoo rituals and other black magician black magic rituals, mm-hmm. and the same can be done with with spiritual healing. It's it's the same energy. It's just the motive of the individual that 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 can that they're sending out this energy, and so the you know so the the new science of this age is is uh, is the channeling of of subtle energies, higher energies, uh, which will help uh, raise the consciousness of every uh, individual life stream plant animal uh, on this planet and this is what's what the cosmic this is the main gist of what the cosmic beings 
uh, are throwing out at this particular time. Um, what? <clears throat> I lost my train of thought there for a second. <laughs> but I, I think about okay, we're, we're, you know, so we, first of all, when you mentioned the reincarnation aspect lost in Christianity, you know, that is also something that was in Jewish tradition too, but then went into like the more secret teachings of Kabbalah. And Kabbalah right. also, you know, has teachings of similar to like chakras and different yeah. energy manipulation and all that stuff is, is in that secret teaching. But it's only reserved for, you know, well, back in the day, it was only reserved for a certain few who were found worthy, but obviously like now, you know, anybody can look it up. Absolutely, and and those mystery schools were, were like you like you like you said were were only available to the initiates. Mm -hmm. There were secret mystery schools. I mean, uh, the Brahmins. I mean, you know, you, you revealed some of the uh, the you know the initiations or, or some of the truths in the inner schools of the Brahmins, and you were actually you were actually physically killed. They would come and hunt you down and kill you if you revealed any of those secrets. And so now these secrets are, are being openly given. Uh, I don't think they're being understood, mm -hmm. but they've been openly given now to mankind. And uh, moving from Venus, let's go to Mars. Uh, again, uh, you know, there's life on Mars. Um, Dr. King actually, um, uh, again, there was another text that came through from a cosmic being. Uh, under the pseudonym, that's not his real name, but under the cosmic being by the name of Mars Sector 6, uh, who again channeled uh, a tremendous amount of uh, messages through Dr. King. And um, again, one text that stands out from this orator is, is uh, it's called The Nine Freedoms. And again, that was uh, that was uh, published in 1960. The Nine Freedoms... Uh, this this is to show that these these cosmic beings are again not only I mean talk about scientifically advanced uh, when, when when Dr. King made contact uh, with these beings he was invited to a spacecraft a Martian spacecraft uh, by the by the name of satellite number three and uh, which he writes in the nine freedoms uh, he actually when aboard this spacecraft he said it's a mile and a half long. And it's filled with complex computer and radionic instrumentations. Uh, the beings that he met, he said they were about seven feet tall. The one that he conversed with, uh, cinnamon brown colored skin, uh, humanoid, uh, handsome features, uh, hair down to the shoulders, uh, very athletic in nature. It, I mean, it goes a long way from the uh, little green men that we've been conditioned to uh, uh, expect. Uh, from you know from the uh, from the media mm -hmm. and uh, he said the women uh, were also very beautiful so these are the these are the, the descriptions of some of these uh, higher beings but on this spacecraft uh, 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 he was told that there exists a complete dossier of every man woman child animal rock and plant they have a complete history of not only their past lives, their current lives, and also their future lives, which again was is a tremendous shock to the system, being the fact that truth is stranger than fiction. But here, for the first time, we've been told 
that they know everything about us. Mm. Now, that that to me, I think, is the greatest greatest uh, hope that I've ever come across because I don't have to rely now on any politician, on any religious leader, or any um, um, corporate billionaire, or, or any of these generals. Uh, I I can rely on beings that's not only a, a powerful scientifically but also spiritually, and so. The reason they said that is that they can actually beam down energies to anybody on the planet. Now, just on a basic level, I mean, just just basic terrestrial science, today with a global positioning satellite, uh, it can pinpoint anybody on the planet with a cell phone. So that's the technology that we have, which is pretty basic. But it's pretty good. I mean, it can pinpoint anybody on the planet with a cell phone. Now, if you if you advance that scientifically a million years, uh, they say they have instrumentations on this spacecraft which is beyond the imagination of of the greatest scientist. That's how advanced they are. But these uh, instrumentations uh, pick up the telepath, pick up our thought patterns, and. Um, so thought, thought in free space, I think, is like four million times the speed of light. So we can telepathically contact uh, this spacecraft when it is in orbit of, of Earth, consciously send us for this energy, and this energy will be directly, directly sent uh, to us, either individually or massively. They can send it to a million people at a time, or just one individual who's in the middle of a, of a crowd. Uh, that's the kind of uh, control they have of these subtle energies, which come from the sun. They're conditioned by uh, radionic instrumentation on this on this spacecraft, and and sent down. So that's another form of service that they're doing wow. um, uh, for us. And again, you know, I have to look at the messenger. Uh, I I follow this messenger for forty five years, and to me, it makes perfect sense because. Um, you know, we don't care about ourselves, but throughout history there have been beings that have come, and and they they said they eventually they will land openly, but now is not the right time because we're not ready. But one way they are helping us is sending these uh, subtle energies for us to use, and they actually mentioned the twelve blessings. They said do the do the twelve blessings, we'll send the energy out. Doesn't have to be the twelve blessings. It could be any any uh, prayer in any religion or any ritual, but they don't care, uh, you know, uh, who asks for it. They'll, they'll even send it to a murderer, you know, if at that time they need it. So they don't discriminate. They don't. They don't just send it to you know um, saintly uh, religious people, but they send it to anybody who wants to be of service. So that's the technical aspect of this uh, of these. Um, higher beings that inhabit the planet Mars. Now, coming back to the Nine Freedoms, this this text is the first time, uh, this text goes beyond any religious teachings on this planet. It goes, I mean, the highest religious teachings, I believe, is the, uh, is the Bhagavad Gita. And I think a lot of the, uh, the teachings that followed the Bible, the Quran, and the Torah are based on, on the Bhagavad Gita anyway, the spiritual principles. But this goes beyond the Buddhist concept of nirvana 
and cosmic consciousness and it, and it outlines man's uh, eventual destiny of evolution uh, from now to i don't know 20 30 million years down the road and so again it was a this the when the nine freedoms were given they were given in los angeles when what dr king was living at the time and again it was a power manipulation um it was to stop um uh, violent earthquakes which were due in california at the time probably the san andreas fault line and the the power that was released uh through when dr king was in a high um somatic uh yogic trance the power that was released was helped to uh, alleviate uh these uh violent earthquakes from occurring and so it was a twofold manipulation just like the 12 blessings were for england uh the nine freedoms and again uh in the nine freedoms uh dr king talked about talked about the true history of mankind in the introduction you know that we belong to a race uh 18 million years ago that inhabited uh a planet between the the orbited between uh mars and jupiter which was known as maldek and we were a very advanced race of beings he said that robots controlled um everything on this planet so we were scientifically much more advanced than we were now and in 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 this lust for power certain entities on that planet decided to create an atomic bomb which was 10,000 more times greater uh than uh the atomic bomb that that we use today and completely destroy this planet and so we're actually remnants of this planet maldek we're not actually earthlings we're actually extraterrestrials who at one time ex- and scientists now again you know what the metaphysician says today the scientists um uh finds out for 4 500 years later scientists are now saying that the asteroid belt uh is more than not more than likely planet that exploded millions of years ago and that's that was our home planet we we were we were given grace by the mother earth to reincarnate here and uh we we um the civilization of lemuria uh after many years came up we destroyed that with an atomic war after that atlantis 100,000 years ago we destroyed that uh the mahabharata the ramayana talks about you know um aspects of the war in atlantis where mm-hmm. it talked about energy beings and vimanas flying machines and energy beings that destroyed whole armies those were atomic weapons that were used in the destruction of atlantis and twice the earth moved of her axis um you know the bible talks about the great flood so you know the, that's our dark history and again people can read in depth uh, about that in the nine freedoms but then the what is the nine freedoms again it was outlined that the first freedom is ba- bravery where we have to be brave enough to walk away from orthodox teachings and open ourselves up to the mystic higher teachings which require bravery because you know uh sometimes going into a meditative state is is is, is actually very intimidating the second brief the second freedom is service where we need we need to serve in order to evolve 
and one aspect of service. There's physical service, there's charity, and of course there's prayers, uh, the real kind of prayers. The third freedom was love, using the correct energy of the cosmos, not only as a sentimental aspect, but also, uh, 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 you know, love has many octaves of existence and sending this energy out. And so the first three freedoms, bravery, service, and love, uh, was what the cosmic master of Mars Sector 6 said would eventually lead us to the fourth freedom, which is enlightenment. So these are the pointers for this new age that's coming up, is bravery, service, and love will lead to enlightenment. And after enlightenment, after many lives of uh, bravery, love, and service, uh, from enlightenment comes cosmic consciousness, which is the fifth freedom. Cosmic consciousness is where the Kundalini is raised up to uh, Brahma Chakra, where where the where the uh, individuals goes into a conscious state of death and has deep um, um, cosmic revelations. And from cosmic consciousness comes the sixth freedom, which is ascension, which is our heritage, where we break away from the reincarnation cycle of earth and and give this freedom where we can move on to higher planets where the um, um, the seventh freedom is interplanetary existence where we can from ascension breaking away from the reincarnation cycle inhabit these higher planes uh, on the different planets and go through more experience cycles and the eighth freedom talks about saturnian um, existence and from Saturnian existence after millions of lives comes solar existence where we amalgamate and become part of the beings on the sun and this this again is coming from a source which is um, extraterrestrial mm -hmm. and inhabits the planet Mars food for thought something that your <laughs> listeners will have to uh, think about and keep an open mind about. Fascinating. The, the, during the other four epochs that humans existed, why couldn't they help us? I, I know I, they probably did help us survive to create another epoch, but why didn't they just do something then to help us succeed so we wouldn't have to keep going through this over and over again? It, it comes down to the law of karma. Um, you know, uh, higher civilizations can help if the lower civilizations are willing to be helped. Now, you know, um, they saw the destruction of Maldek, they saw the destruction of Lemuria, uh, they saw the destruction of Atlantis, and this is the age of what the Hindus call Kali Yuga, the age of darkness. Mm -hmm. Um There was one cosmic transmission where they said that another planet in the galaxy was approached by them that were going that was going through a similar experience cycle that we're going through right now. And this, the beings actually opened themselves up to the to the to the uh, inspirations and teachings, and they cooperated with them. And they said it within fifty years, um, the whole planet completely changed. So the problem is, it's not them, it's us. We, you know, they said, well, you know, one, one, one transmission was, well, you know, 
you want a sign from us, how about you give us a sign? How about you meet us halfway by cooperating, by by tuning in to the energies that we're sending out, and 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 open and 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 greet us with peace. I mean, what if a, a UFO landed from these great masters? I know what would happen. They will try to destroy it. The military will try to destroy it's it. Happened before. Thinking, exactly. So, um, by the law of karma, uh, they they cannot intervene unless we open our, ourselves to them. Yeah. So we, when we reach up, and and right now it's just a handful of individuals. The masses don't care. They've been they've been told about the science of prayer. I mean, Doctor King talked about the nine freedoms and the twelve blessings and the way to pray in the fifties. He was on the he was on the BBC. Took a cosmic transmission on the BBC uh, by the Master Theorist. It was a very interesting cosmic transmission because the com the commentator asked him. He said, "Well, what message do you have for planet Earth?" And and you know what the Master Theorist said? He said he didn't say follow Doctor King or the cosmic masters. You know what he said, Gary? He said. If you if you're gonna be a Hindu, be the best Hindu. If you're gonna be a Christian, be the best Christian. If you're gonna be a Buddhist, be the best Buddhist. So what they were trying to say is go back to the teachings of your religions mm -hmm. and start and and stop the hypocrisy and 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 do these spiritual practices. And and did anybody listen? You know, millions of people. There was this. Um, uh, there was this disease wave uh, in, this, in the in the sixties, which the, the cosmic masters talked about, that was coming from the east, um, and and they said if it wasn't stopped, millions of people would die. And so Dr. King cooperated. The people in the theorist society cooperated. They had prayer circles, they had healing circles, and they sent out this energy. And uh, the cosmic masters later said that. They, they gave an exact number. They said like 18,947,261 people. You know, they gave an exact figure. It's not, that's not the figure I'm talking about, but that's the transmission came that they knew the amount of people that were, that were, that were, uh, told about this, uh, this disease wave. And he said only a handful cooperated. So they already warned mankind that this was happening. They warned about the atomic, uh, you know, they introduced the twelve blessings. They introduced the nine freedoms, and and Dr. King, you know, received tremendous amount of publicity when he was in America. He went up and down giving lectures. He was interviewed on the Canadian broadcasting. He was CBS, uh, New York Times. I mean, everywhere he went. Uh, so millions of people were introduced uh, to the cosmic teachings of these cosmic masters. And and how many people responded? Just a handful. So we're not ready for them. Well, I hope we become more ready. That's why I'm on. The, that's why I'm on with you right now. Because <laughs> I'm con I'm continuing with uh, uh, I'm continuing his legacy and letting people know that this is what we need to be doing in order to save ourselves as a race right now. Because mm. we're on. If we're not careful, we got pollution. We got we got uh, population pollution. Uh, we've got a, a threat right now of atomic war. If this if this Russian thing escalates, so if we're not careful, we can we can be in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. it is serious. And, um, and like like I said, the, the solution is simple, and, and people don't get it. But we have to want it. That's that's the issue, right? 
Exactly. We have to want it. If we don't want it, it's not going to work. No matter how much help they give us, if we're not saying, we're not, we don't, we say no, we decide to stay selfish, it's back to square one eventually. They, they, they said that if they wanted, within 10 minutes, they could completely control this planet. Within 10 minutes. They, they regard our nuclear weapons as toothpicks. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of power that these people have. But they're peaceful. And that's what I love about it. You know, they don't want to harm a, 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 an ant. You know, they, they, they're powerful, they're spiritual, they're technically advanced, and, 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 they, and they show no harm. You know, to me, I think it's, it's the greatest uh, message of hope that I've ever come across. To me, it gives hope because they have said that in the centuries to come, there is going to be a new age. And people who don't cooperate with this raising of consciousness, first of all, uh, as a race, but also the planet Earth is raising the vibrations, they won't be allowed to stay here. They will go to a younger world and they will start the reincarnation cycle there on this younger world in the solar system. Uh, scientists have, have found recently found out where it is. They call it Planet X. It's on the other side of the sun, on the opposite side of our tra- trajectory. Uh, based on their calculations on the magnetic pull of, I think, uh, Uranus and uh, Neptune, they know it's there. They say it's about, about 10 times the size of Earth. And Dr. King talked about that in the 1950s, and now they're saying that. And that, that is the eventual destination for the warmongers, the materialist, uh, the, you know, the, the, the people that have caused all this, uh, all this destruction, uh, that, you know, so we're given, we're, we're actually being warned at this time to change ourselves. And if we don't, uh, the Mother Earth is going to rise. There's going to be a beautiful, uh, world where, you know, there's going to be no, uh, races. It's just open land. Uh, there won't be any transportation because we'll be advanced enough to transport ourselves anywhere around the world. We'll be advanced adepts at that time. And so this is the glorious future that's in mind uh, for us. And they're asking us in these days to rise and stay here, become part of that glorious future. Wow, that's amazing. I hope we can do that. I hope we want it bad enough. And, you know, I will say too, Maybe we maybe we do want it now because I mean there, there's a lot more interest in these type of topics. A lot people are a lot much more open to extraterrestrials. They're open to spirituality. They're open to you know raising energy in their bodies with through yoga practices. So it's possible. It's possible that we could do it. Well, you know, Gary, they said that the, the, the politicians were, have been approached, the religious leaders were approached uh, in, in ways. Uh, I don't know how they approached them. Maybe in human forms they approached them. Uh, but they rejected their offers. And so what they're saying is they're re- just like, you know, just like the Master Jesus came and talked to the masses, they're doing the same. They're talking to you, me, and every ordinary people mm-hmm. uh, and asking them to rise because the politicians and the generals and the corporate leaders are not going to change mm-hmm. or the religious leaders. They're not going to change. So they want the change to come from within. The Master Theory said that it will be a spiritual, a mental revolution, a peaceful one, but a mental revolution where the mind 
the 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 thought pattern of mankind has to change, and that's that's the next revolution that's coming uh, on planet Earth. Absolutely, it definitely is free thinking, new ideas, love, looking at the big picture, all those. Yeah, and, and you're right. There there is an awakening. There are you're right. There are people who are tuning in uh, to the energies. There are people who who are opening themselves up to to the higher beings. But again, you have to discriminate, you know, who's telling the truth and who's not. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here to say that Dr. King told the truth. I'm just saying, open your mind and do your own research. Like I did. Mm-hmm. For me, I just follow my intuition. My God, I, I can kind of tell who's real and who's not. So I want yeah, cause it has to, it has to come from the heart. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't BS people. BS, people can see through your BS anyway. But there are BSers out there. I know because I've interviewed a few of them. <laughs> so, definitely are. I want to thank you for taking the time to be back on again. It was a pleasure having you. And before we wrap things up, where can people find you and find the Aetherius Society? Uh, they can just go to the website, uh, org, A-E-T-H-I-R, I'll give you the link. I have it. Uh, you have it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if they want to know a little information about me, they can go to theorist.org forward slash NC. It stands for North Carolina. And then get more information about me on that website. Awesome. So I will put a link to that in the notes of this episode. And it was a pleasure having you. And I'll uh, just hang on for a moment and I'll play the outro. Thank you for listening to Everything Imaginable. You can reach Gary at everythingimaginable2020.com or message him at everythingimaginable2020 at gmail.com. He's also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can buy t-shirts, coffee mugs, and other merchandise to support the cost of producing this podcast. Click on the merchandise link at the top of this page, www.everythingimaginable2020.com. You can also buy the book, Enlightenment Guaranteed. It's the only book on Zen that you'll ever need. You can find it on Amazon, and it will change your life. Because remember, everything that it says... <laughs>